Hello and welcome to this episode of Women Who Rebrand. This is episode 35 with Abby from Festival of a Girl. Hello, Abby. Hello, thank you for having me. Hi. And today we are also joined by Chioma, my fantastic co host. Hi, 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 hi. How are you Hello. doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, I might sound a bit croaky, um, it's that time of year, but we're going to press on. Anyways, look at this professionalism. <laughs> we're going to have competitive sickness today, Sarita, yes. because, yeah, I too am <clears throat> a little bit ill. Uh... <clears throat> but never mind. Women Who Rebrand is a UK-based lifestyle platform that champions growth, inspiring women to live authentically while navigating the challenges of modern-day life. The platform is home to the self-titled podcast and insightful articles covering careers, health and wellness and relationships. Join our online community at Women Who Rebrand. Festival of a Girl is a non-for-profit initiative that aims to inspire and engage girls aged 7 to 11 and support adults to raise girls in a less stereotyped way, which is absolutely fantastic. The global interactive events is to give girls access to an incredible lineup of female role models, workshops and activities that they can't always get in schools, obviously. Um, And their festivals are safe environments for girls to have fun, try something new, and most importantly, leave with a boost of self-confidence. And the last festival was, um, it took place in October, I believe. And C was lucky enough to attend this year's festival with her daughter. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that um, later too. Yes. Wow. Such a mouthful there. And so important. (laughs) So I'm so happy to have you on this episode because it just... Oh, I can't wait. I, I just can't wait. <laughs> so, Abby, tell us more about the mm-hmm. founding members. How did you all come together and what motivated you to create the festival? Okay, well, it's myself, Jen and Laura, and it was all quite serendipitous how we met, actually. I, not being someone who's a big um, Instagram person myself, I did find Jen on Instagram she's got another small company called not just a princess and they create t-shirts for kids that say on them I'm a princess then they cross out princess and say engineer doctor all of those things and I remember seeing that and thinking that's really cool I'm just going to reach out to her literally I've never done this before or done it since I'm just going to reach out to her and say do you fancy grabbing a coffee um so in January of 2019, we grabbed a coffee and it was one of those moments where we just kept thinking we'd met before. It was just bizarre. And we talked, we had an hour's coffee and in that time said, we both really want to be doing more work with girls. Maybe we create could create something like a festival type thing for girls. Also in my head thinking this is probably already happening somewhere in the world. So we went away, said, let's, let's chat soon. And then within a couple of weeks, I'd gone to a networking event. Again, not something I ever really do. And it was the most awful networking event. It was in oh, weather no. spoons. I couldn't Uh-oh. hear anything. The floor was <laughs> I, I just walked in and was like, what am I doing here? But I happened to sit next to Laura, who also never goes to networking events. And we just started chatting. And I told her about what me and Jenna spoken about. And she said, well, look, I run an events agency why don't I come along and help with this first year, the event side of it. And then by October that year, we'd we'd run our first event and we've just sort of gone from there, really. So very serendipitous. 
Wait, it's so like when did you meet? Be. So we met in the January of 2019 and we ran our first festival that October. So we've just, you've just taken, the third one's just taken place, The right? f- fourth one. We, so fourth the fourth one. Yeah, so we then wow. did two online virtual festivals, obviously due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is our fourth fourth one this year. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. It's, it's funny, though, how you meet those people in sort of older, when you're slightly older in later life. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, they've become best friends as well. It's, it's a really, it's a lovely relationship. And we're both, three of us are very, very different and yeah. bring very different uh, skills to the table. So it just, well, I guess it's meant to be, if I can yeah, say that. Yeah. I think Sarita and I can both relate to that later in life friendship yeah. group mm-hmm. thing. Um, Cause we've done something very similar and, um, got a group of friends through social media as well randomly yeah, um, who now are, we are all quite different but we all bring something to the table and um we're each other's cheerleaders I guess yeah yeah oh, it's so that. important mm-hmm. but also the whole networking thing where you said that you hated it but you still went I also hate networking but <laughs> it, it's so important because yeah. for me as well I like live in outside of London and I, I'm a freelancer, so I don't have that kind of network around me working with people every day. So it can be a bit lonely. And it's like networking is the only kind of place that I would be able to make those connections. If it wasn't for social media and actually stepping outside my bubble, then there's loads of things that I wouldn't have like done. So it's amazing to hear that you have created something so amazing by stepping out of your comfort zone and just doing it even though it wasn't a Weatherspoons and just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the sticky flooring didn't put you off <laughs> <It went. laughs> yeah. so Abby I obviously as we said went to this year's festival was lucky enough to be able Yay. to attend this year's festival with my daughter who is 11 so at the upper end of the scale mm-hmm. and um I must admit, before we went, I was like, God, this is for seven-year-olds to 11-year-olds. And there's quite a big difference. Um, And so I was a little bit, I guess, apprehensive as to how it would go down. But we went and and we had a great time and and we can talk all about our experience in a bit. But I mean, I would describe it as um, a careers event for young girls because you had the stands, the different employers, um, but you've got all these little kids who are super excited to get involved. So how would you describe it? Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love that you say it like that. I've never thought of it like that, but I can absolutely see why it sort of is like that, isn't it? Because we've got women from, you know, building corporations like Taylor Wimpy and Travis Perkins. We had Hitachi there. We've got uh, aerospace engineers, you know, all these different organizations um, doing great activities with the girls, uh, but also sharing what the world could look like if for example they wanted to get into construction or if they wanted to be a mechanic we had those wonderful uh women mechanics there so yeah when it makes yeah it makes me smile thinking of it like that because obviously the last thing I want to do is put pressure on girls at this age and be like well you should be thinking about your career so that's why we're doing this but it's more I guess showing them that there is that 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 is out there, and hopefully there was a, a balance as well because the workshops I think was more 
uh, were different. They were more about consent and yeah. debating skills. And so, uh, and then we had more physical activities like the skateboarding and the footballing. So hopefully there was a nice mix of things that as well as the girls could try something new with the more physical activities, they could also have their eyes open to what the world could have to offer. Not sure if that's actually answered the question. I think <laughs> when it comes when it comes to our festival, we always said the three things we wanted for the girls who came was for them to have fun, try something new, and to fe- leave feeling good about themselves. That was the three main aims we wanted girls to have. And then I guess behind the scenes, we just wanted to really show them what's out there. So yes, in a way, it is quite like a career fair for kids. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, and exactly as you said, that there was that amazing balance between the physical and the kind of stimulating your mind sessions and the, um, the stuff that maybe I would have thought, hmm, how would you tackle this? with a seven-year-old but you were still going there and you were you were having um those workshop sessions around like you say things like consent which um I would imagine a lot of parents just don't they they want some help on how to talk about issues like that it was a great balance it was a great balance of um thought-provoking and physical and um it it like my my daughter was getting drawn into things which I thought she'd have absolutely no interest in um such as there was um, Safe Passage were there. And Safe Passage, for those of you, well, actually, Abby, do you want to talk about who Safe Passage is? Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) Safe Passage are a brilliant charity we've worked with for the last couple of years, and it's all about helping uh, refugees get to the UK and to build their lives here. And they're especially at the moment focusing on uh, girls and women in Afghanistan. Mm. Wow. So the fact that my daughter went to the stand and... She, she was on her own, like engaged in some conversation. I was looking at something else. I turned around <laughs> and there she was talking about how we can support refugees to get into the country. And there was um, a, a lady within the group who was a former refugee into the UK. And she was talking about her story with my daughter. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. This is not what I thought it was going to be like at all. So if anyone's thinking about it, don't think about it. Just book your ticket and get yourself <laughs> oh, there. <thank> you. <laughs> wow, that's so incredible. Wow. What even made you think that um, that would work? Like C said, it's like, okay, so I'm thinking seven-year-olds, they're not going to really mm. be interested in anything unless it's like shiny and loud or something like that. <laughs> but you just proved everyone wrong. Like, what? what made you think that that would even fit i'm going to be really honest with you we're just we're just winging it (laughs) i i you know we actually all had daughters ourselves but our eldest are five so we're not even in the seven to eleven age range yet we've got much younger kids and i think when but when i i guess when we're thinking about the lineup and we're thinking about what's there I guess it's just we're thinking about what we would like the girls to to see. But also when I speak to, for example, when I speak to Safe Passage and about the work they do, I hear them talking about how they want to engage with young people. And I think that really resonates then with me. And, and the same with the workshop leaders like, uh, with regards to consent. I see how she talks about how she talks to kids. So I speak to them and I hear uh, and learn from them 
the way that they can engage with young people. And I think that then gives me confidence. Oh, okay, well, then I think that will be something uh, really interesting for the girls. And, and I hope, and I think, and you'll know this because obviously your daughter is 11, that young people are so savvy these days, way savvier than I think I ever was at that 100%. age. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to, with that, we need to get as much of this in front of them as we can at this age, in it, hopefully in an environment that is very safe and uh, fun and exciting at the same time. So it's not too heavy and hard work so so yeah basically yeah. we're winging it but but okay. you know so far so far it seems to be working yeah winging it very well and <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah we have discussed the fact that you know it's important to get these kind of things in front of girls especially different types of jobs because there are stereotypical jobs that girls go into and boys go into like you said there was mechanics there which is amazing um but i've noticed there is a real trend at the moment about getting girls into careers where they're least represented such as yeah. stem it's like mm -hmm. i i've heard that phrase so many times stem and girls and i don't yeah. even know what stem is so maybe i need to go um but yeah do you i think initiatives like yours are crucial for getting girls um interested from a younger age they're not just thrust into that kind of topic later on and have no concept yeah. about what it is like me and stem but why do you think there's a gap in the first place i just think that is how our uh, society has been built we've we're built on a it's still the foundation of men work and women stay at home and therefore in 90 percent of fields basically aside from the caring um uh, you know profession which is obviously predominantly women uh you know and and teaching but mainly every other field it is men that have started in that field and therefore have built the organizations to fit men and i think and i was speaking to someone about this the other day for example when it comes to science and and for those people that want to go into research and want to become professors maybe the other huge thing that gets in the way is it's not created and designed for women who want to take time off to have children. And so it just isn't, it's not an easy fit for, for, for girls and for women. And yes, we need to be showing it to them now when they're younger to get them excited, but also there's so much work to be done from the point of view of when they get into the jobs, because that's when the issues start to, you get lots more women sort of in the earlier phases and then that just it becomes more male heavy so there's just in a way we're just one one very small part of getting the girls excited about it but there's so much more unfortunately that still needs to be done especially in stem yeah i i am um, in my work in my day job i work with organizations um trying to support them and a lot of them are engineering firms where they've got issues around lack of representation, female representation. Um, there's also socioeconomic, um, there's, there's not enough of a mix of socioeconomic backgrounds and all of that kind of thing. So inclusion's really big at the moment um, where I'm working. And I, the, the kinds of stories that I hear around women who are trying to get into those jobs and the gatekeepers who are obviously mm -hmm. the men having a really narrow view of what an engineer looks like and the fact that you can't possibly um, 
just some women they they just think that some women don't have the brain capacity still in the 21st century to be able to navigate a role a career in engineering and it's just like yeah. how how what kind of school system are these people going through yeah. which leads them to this conclusion i i just don't get it i'm battling constantly mm-hmm. these ridiculous stereotypes and um it's just so hard for our young girls to to enter this so i think things like festivals like yours initiatives like yours that are kind of showing them that there is a way in bringing in those senior execs because there was a lady that i was talking to i think she was from oh i can't remember which one she was from it was some kind of um, civil engineering or construction firm and she'd said she didn't have a background in that she hadn't even gone to university but now she was leading this i don't know this team in this big massive engineering firm and um hearing her story and having her talk to my daughter about it because I made sure my daughter was like listen listen to her her, her." Uh, like just having the opportunity to do that giving the girls the confidence to be able to combat what they will absolutely face when they're going into the careers is so important yeah and I think I think you're right and I think it's 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 maybe when these girls then are slightly older, but it's telling them what it's going to be really difficult. Mm. And this is, I think you're absolutely right. I think they need to know before they go in that mm. they've got to, they're going to have these battles and that's okay. They can get through it because otherwise they go in there almost so naively and be like, well, I'll just do what my male students have done. Mm. And then um, that's obviously not the case. So absolutely. Yeah. And to have that confidence as well. So it's not just about learning about how to do the job and steps into there. It's about having the support and the confidence to definitely be who you want to be. Because I remember I used to be friends with this um, woman. She was a chemical engineer and I was always floored because she always kind of carried herself in a way that she was a ditzy girl. And in my mind, I'm like, you're really not that person, but have you created this kind of persona to get yourself through and to to be in that kind of field that is so male dominated? It's like, if you're a silly ditzy girl, then you can get through. And I'm like, but you're a chemical engineer. Like, I, I, I you're like a brain surgeon or something. So it's definitely important to just have that support and have other females around you. So you don't have to, I guess, mask or put on a different type of show just to be able to get through um a day-to-day in that job into that career it's like you should be able to be yourself and not do that whole I know it's like back in school isn't it like don't put your hand up in class don't be too clever Mm, just to be able to just be just be yourself so yeah yeah I think it's definitely important to have more females again so you can have a support network and you know have the confidence to be yourself is so important um so kind of going back to something that we talked about earlier and I'm I I keep going to lean so I'm just (laughs) I'm I'm based somewhere else um normally I do this at home but I'm not at home today so my table's a lot lower I am and I keep going to lean for the listeners at home if Sarita decides to keep this in I keep missing the table slightly and, and falling. Anyway, um, so, right, so the ex- exhibitors mm-hmm. that you have, or do you call them exhibitors? I don't know, what do you call them? I call them, them contributors, actually. Contrib- oh, I like that. Okay, yeah. contributors. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Right, yeah, so they're, they're an amazing mix. We've talked about some of the big corporates that you've had. So you talked about Hitachi, Taylor Wimpy. Um, there were um, 
there's also some of the smaller charities, so Safe Passage, there's some independent businesses. Um, and uh, the, the, one, <laughs> the one that really made me laugh was um, How to Become a Jedi. Like, it was just brilliant. So like doing lightsabering and all of that kind of stuff, like incredible. But just how, how important was it that you had, that you covered this whole range of possibilities for, for girls to, to see? Yeah, I think sort of before before we sort of start really planning it, I just make a dream list of things that I would really like. For example, I really wanted to have a female mechanic. I just think that world is so uh, such a cool world. Like imagine like fixing an engine. I just think it's really exciting. I guess a lot of the time I think about what I didn't have as growing up as a girl. Mm. Uh, and so so you know then we so we basically write a dream list. Um, and we also think about the context, you know, so for example, with the Lightsaber Combat Academy, I've actually known them for years. They work really closely to where I live. So I've actually known them for years. So I also think about those that I, I know and, and would be amazing. And then we just reach out to people. And I would, you know, on the whole, you know, don't you, the minute you speak to someone, you know whether they're there with you or not. Um, and for those yeah. that you sort of aren't there, then that's fine. You just move on and find someone else. And of mm. course, then um you know all these people need to give up very kindly give their time up for free you know we, we have no budget to sort of get anyone there it's all they've got to it's their time it's their resources so it's it's really got to be people that believe in what we're trying to do um and so we just try and get as many people as we can and then and then put them all together but i i mean when i look back at how sunday was and obviously it's this only the second live event we've done and the first one was for 150 people and sunday was for over a thousand so it's a big step up i have to say and i haven't really had time to reflect on it so it's quite nice talking to you both about it but <laughs> i don't think it could have gone any better from our perspective from the point of view all those contributors i just had a chat with them on the phone they weren't necessarily people that we'd already worked with or people that we knew um, I didn't know if they would be any good at what they did. I didn't know if their stalls would be exciting. I, I had this vision of loads of people just having really boring tables. Um, oh. But it was. But everyone, everyone brought it on the day, uh, and I think there's so much to be said for we we created the space, but each each contributor brought so much to it, and that'll be just sort of forever grateful for that. And I think. Yeah, just trying to cover as many different areas uh, as we can with the the girls is is really important. So, I think it just I think it just worked on Sunday. So that was a, a relief. Gosh, I know you're you haven't even had time to reflect, but yes. but have you started thinking about next year yet? Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I have? I have. It's terrible. I need to pause, but I think we. Do you know what? When I think about next year and what I'm battling with at this precise moment is what would really help us is if we did it again in the same space because we would then know where we're at, we would know what we're doing and it would give us a bit more space to breathe around the fact that we knew we could create it and we could get different contributors and we now, you know, we did a big outreach with Islington Council. They came along. They'd like us to do more within the area. So a lot of it makes sense to, to be there again. But then I also feel for the fact that I want us to be in other areas in the UK. I don't want right. to always be London-based. Yeah. But, but then the other thing that's tricky is that 
you know, myself, Laura and Jen, we all do this on the side of our other businesses. Mm-hmm. And Laura, for example, with her events agency works within London. So all of the people that are giving us massive discounts for like our signage and all of that are because she knows them and they're London based. So yes, I've been thinking about it more sort of in this sort of turmoil of I don't want people outside of London to feel that we're not there for them as well. But I think for our own sakes, we probably would do it there again because it would, you know, yeah. So I'm, so yeah. as you can see, my brain is a bit of a fog when I'm thinking about <laughs> next year, but we'll make a few more decisions in the next few weeks, hopefully. It makes sense. And there's room for growth there. Cause like you said, this is only your fourth and second mm. live event. Cause as you were saying, it's a shame these things aren't in schools either, but I remember when I was like in year seven or something like that, there was a week long period where some people came in and we did different workshops. It wasn't necessarily for females, but I remember I got to do football and I was like, I mean, I'm happy to do football. I don't really like it, but at least I know now. Um, but I'm not going to be a footballer. Yeah. yeah, I know I'm not going to be a footballer. They put me in goal and I was like, I'm running my shoes, man. <laughs> um, but no, it would be really good to get something like this in secondary schools, but there just needs to be the budgets. There needs to be a way to, for schools to have that money to pay yeah. for outreach, like your sorts of things, especially at that age group. Even if, you know, it was a week speaking to girls that are in year 11 kind of thing is so important but hopefully I don't know the world needs to change and just needs to plow some more money into education because it's so important Mm -hmm. or if there's any investors out there listening hello come on come on on. (laughs) that would be incredible though if there was a Mm. festival of the girl week or something where all every girl, every school-aged girl got a, a chance to come to somewhere and it could yeah. be regional hubs or it could be somewhere central and that was all funded oh, and yeah. we could put that on. Oh my God, that would be incredible. It'd be the dream because I think what, you know, what, what we find a lot is that the wonderful community that we, we've got at this precise time, a lot of the time it's parents who are already on this journey and already aware of the impacts and stereotypes and trying to create change. Whereas how do we then reach those uh, girls whose, for whatever reason, uh, parents aren't there, for, you know, for yeah. whatever reason, how do you get to those? And really the best way is, is school. So, yeah. you know, one, one, we'll get there one day. Yeah. Well, we've, we've got our fingers crossed and it's just about sharing and, you know, sharing the word, really. Yeah, definitely. Putting it out there. Okay. Yeah. And do you know what was interesting? Um, so I went along, obviously, and afterwards I posted the picture and the number of people who said, oh, I was there, I was there, but I didn't see them there. And it was, I mean, where it was, it's not the, the biggest, it's not like the O2 or anything, it, but it's it's a decent sized um, venue. But there was so much going on that everyone was obviously absorbed in their own little thing and and you weren't looking around to see who else was there it was just there was enough to hold everyone's attention so I love the fact that 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 was the case but also that people the word is getting out people do know about this and the more people who know and who attend the more you can tell them how amazing it is and what an experience it was and how great your seven-year-old um how great a time your seven-year-old had time how great a time your seven-year-old had and how great a time your 11-year-old had and and that there's stuff for everybody. And I just, 
I, I really I can see a big future um for for this festival absolutely so um I love that just keep don't ever quit like don't don't <laughs> <laughs> okay I've been told I've been just told fucking girl yeah no I, I I absolutely love it um and the one thing that I would say though is that at the end yeah. we almost had to be dragged out because <laughs> my daughter oh. was she was she there was so much stuff that she like perhaps didn't get a chance to see because other people like there was a queue or whatever yeah. and then as people started thinning out she said oh there's that there's that there's that and then we we had to go oh. um, but I'd love it if it could be a whole day long yeah event, or maybe a two day a weekend yeah you're getting this consultancy for free. By the I way. love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I've got it. I love it. Yeah, weekend would be really awesome. That would definitely yeah. be on the top of my list to try and do. So, um, so Abby, you said yes. that you're, the, the three of you, your oldest children are five. Yes. Um, this event's for age seven to 11. Um, obviously, seven-year-olds are kind of just leaving reception. 11-year-olds yeah. might be still in primary. Some might be in secondary. Uh, and and you've talked about it kind of just happening and you just going in and just doing it but there has to be some kind of method to the madness in um, order to yes. something that works well for across that whole range of ages yeah what, what I is think, the I well I think when when it came to us choosing the the age range the primary school age our, our initial reason for doing that was because there are certain initiatives there are more initiatives for secondary school and for teenage girls. Right. Um, it's sort of like a bit like we touched on before, you know, they're going into secondary schools and talking to girls a lot more about STEM. But by this point, you know, they're already, what, 13, 14, 15. It, it's too yeah. late. So I think we were, we really wanted to try and focus on that younger age. Um, and in some ways we were like, well, it's a bit more, is that going to be a bit harder? Because it would, we really want it to be activity based then. I, I think that, I think that might be the key is that it's activity based mm. and that the activities um, you, I think there were enough activities for the age range that a seven year old could enjoy it, but maybe not get as much from it as an 11 year old could, but I think they could yeah. both have a go. I think there's the medical Mavericks where you could literally <sighs> draw blood. That was incredible. Oh my gosh. I loved it. Like Serena right. knows how obsessed yeah. my child is with blood anyway. <laughs> yes. So yeah. she's gonna be a doctor or something. But what was this? I'm intrigued. So they're all about medical mavericks are all about showing all the different um jobs there are within the NHS aside from a doctor or a nurse or a midwife. They really want to engage young kids in, in other roles. But what they, they then bring things that the kids can do. And one of them was a fake arm that you could draw blood from. It looked no a bit way. like a at one point. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. So um, good. Yeah, so I think I think that and I've never thought that until we've had this conversation and you've actually asked me. I think I think the key to make it work is that it's activity based. Pretty much all of it. There's no one just talking to the kids. Yeah. It's all about, right, this is what it is. Now give it a try. And I think that hopefully then engages them. And I assume, again, I'm gonna learn this more when my, my kids turn seven. Um, I assume they take different things away from the day because there is such an age gap there. But hopefully, you know, hopefully they still enjoy it. So I think that's, yeah, I think that's the key. Activities. 
and um, those activities work for 40 something mums as well. <laughs> oh, um, oh, yeah. The, the port, so there was a Porsche there, the mechanic. Um, I think her name was Cleo, she, F1 yeah. mechanic. And wow. she's, um, again, she's so young, but had mm-hmm. a whole career as an estate agent and then decided, hold on, I love cars, I want a career as a mechanic, and worked her way up into being an F1 mechanic, traveling the world, like yeah. working on F1 cars. Anyway. They brought, she managed to get a Porsche in, or, or Porsche allowed them to bring a, a, a car in. And, and my daughter wanted to sit in that, but like, I think she kind of wanted to sit in it because I wanted to sit in it. Yeah. And we <gasps> just, oh, I was taking video it footage was. of myself. I, I needed a green screen behind me so I could just pretend I was driving. The next day, get a so green screen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's going to up it. Mm. But it was, it was so good, so good. And I could see, um, even some of the parents getting involved with um, some of the construction activities because there was there was competitions who could build the tallest thing out of spaghetti and marshmallow <laughs> and it, it was, oh, it was, we were getting so competitive it was ridiculous <laughs> we were literally at a table with another lady and her daughter and <laughs> the girl would build her construction and then my daughter would be like watching that's getting too high I need to add a bit to mine. So then mine would add a bit more. And then the other girl would be like, no, she's not going to win. And then so they were doing it. Like, they wouldn't leave until one got to the, the tallest construction, which my daughter did. She got a prize. So oh, amazing. Yay. she was very well happy. Done. Awesome. But it was, it was, it was, there was enough to um, grab the attention of the kids and the adults. And I think that's what really makes it because you don't want to be dragging your child around an event that you're bored at. And, and yeah. It, it's so important that it's it's something that holds your attention too so again yeah great job <laughs> but I love the fact that yeah it is festival of a girl but you have said look bring boys boys can come and I guess it's not a case of just taking part but also them seeing girls take part in these things mm-hmm. so was that kind of the idea about you know I'm not excluding boys it this is primarily for girls but bringing boys along that's exactly, I think, you know, all of us have girls, all of us were girls, so we are creating this with girls in mind. But I've also got two nephews who came on the day, um, and they are exactly like you said, they can see then what their sisters or their cousins are doing and getting involved in and sort of change their mindset about what girls can do. But they're also seeing those women role models as well that they they also might not necessarily see. And we need to be changing their views on stereotypes you know getting these stereotypes away from boys just as much as we do from girls so we love the idea of uh brothers brothers coming along and getting involved as well so i and i think it you know it it works i think if we ever get to the point because i think some boys will hear festival of the girl and be like it's for girls and i and i appreciate that i think if we ever got to the point where it was 50 50 girl and boy we'd then need to rethink it because there is something about mm. when there's more girls there, they've got more confidence. Mm. So we're at the place now where that isn't the case. It's sort of a handful of boys, and we love that they're there and seeing it. Uh, so I think it's a, we'll see how that how that evolves. But yes, it's re- it really is for everyone to to come along and get involved at this point for sure. And I, I did love that seeing some boys there, but it was funny because my daughter was like, "What what are they doing here?" <laughs> What amazing. It's not for them. <laughs> oh, I like. Okay, good to know. Good to know. No, but then oh. I think that message about 
it's important for boys to see the girls doing this that that it is an option for them I think that that is um that's a really key message to get across so the fact that they were there led us to having that conversation but yeah her her immediate response was no this isn't for you (laughs) (laughs) I love that it's like they're not the minority for once yeah exactly. I love it I love it which again adds the confidence as well it's like well I I don't have to be a minority in this field Mm, I love it it's Mm, good mm. so Abby what is next what is next for Festival of the Girl (laughs) what is next for Festival of the Girl just growing it just getting the word out more impacting more girls in any way that we can I think I, you know, I mean, there is lots of plans. I mean, my, do you know what I, how I imagine it? My dream is, is that you end up with, instead of having one massive festival, like a, a, a festival or a latitude or a Glastonbury, it wouldn't ever be having this one big one. My dream is that you have festival of the girl in sort of all over the world, all celebrating International Day of the Girl, because nobody really celebrates it like International Women's Day. So we want them to celebrate it like, celebrate International Day of the Girl all over the world. And then you have this free online hub where wherever you are in the world, if you haven't been able to go to a festival of the girl where you live, you can just click on it. And there's sort of a lot, not a live feed necessarily, but there's something that means that they, you could be living in Canada and be like, I want to see what's going on in festival of the girl in Spain. And you can click on it and and do it and, and see that. So that for me is, is the dream. I don't think that's next year. I think that might be a few years off, but that that's my dream is that it just, how do we get it to impact uh, more and more girls and like and their parents and families uh, in the future? I don't know is the answer, how we'll do it, okay. but we'll give it but a there, whirl. There's, there's growth there, I like it, I like it. So if anyone was listening to this and, you know, wanted to help, how yeah. could they help? Well, first of all, just reach out. I think whether you'd like to be a contributor, or whether you can give us resources in any way. Uh, if I'm completely honest, the thing that we need help with the most at the moment is funding. You know, we're four years in, we're still working on a volunteer basis. And if we really want to build this, we need to get to the point where we can build a team who are paid a salary. Um, and we can pay ourselves a little bit as well. I think we can't carry on sort of killing ourselves um like we are but i think so if there's anyone out there that has experience in funding and could join our team and and we can create a budget for that then please please reach out but also in anything we are always we always need help so we would just love to hear from people if they think that they are there's something they can offer us in in some way um I, i i think it's great that you are able to say that four years in and you're still working on a volunteer basis obviously it's not great that you're still working on a volunteer <laughs> basis but but I, I think just letting people understand that it's not even though this is an event that lots of people are attending you said a thousand people came a couple of weeks ago to the business design center which is a massive venue in the heart of London you're still struggling to pay your team so if anyone is looking to create something like this it's not an overnight just because it's a great concept it doesn't mean that immediately you're going to start making money off of it at all so you have to have that passion for the cause in the first place to keep you going and um i I just think yours is a wonderful lesson in in that and and where that can get you but then also that it's not just about that you need to be able to fund yourselves as well as a result of it yeah definitely and i think you know we we, i've sort of had moments where i think (laughs) other people do something 
this is this is the moment we've made it well it's like one or like we've had big companies get in touch because again it's the international day of the girl no one else is doing much and they get in touch and they reach out to us i'm like how do they find us how do they find our little you know website and and i think this is this is it we've made it because that company's reached out and then of course either it doesn't materialize or something smaller comes from it it's it, it, it's sort of having that you, yeah, you have to have the passion behind it. Otherwise, you just can't. You just can't do it. I mean, the the hope is that we can create. You know, we've been able to now do something live, which has sort of had lots of people come to it. That we can get more funding next year because people have literally been able to see what we can create. But it's still not that. It's still not that easy. The funding, I think, is without a doubt the hardest part. Mm. Um, but you know. Yes, so exactly what you said. You've got to have the passion behind it, for sure. Otherwise, how do you do it? I don't know if you can do it. But we'll get there. I believe we'll get there. I think that's the other thing. I believe I believe that this has got the capacity to really grow and make a difference. So surely that means <laughs> we'll get the funding for it as well. You will. Just keep swimming. Yeah. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Abby. It was a pleasure to talk to you and learn more about Festival of the Girl. And I can't wait for next year. I'm actually going to bring my son. He, he's going to come with me. He's going to be nine <laughs> next year. So yeah, we'll 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 put um some money to it. See and see if I can build the biggest thing. Probably not though. Probably well, not. yeah. You yeah. got two girls on your team, so you're probably going to do better anyway. <sighs> Yeah, I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to fudge their um, passports to, to get them in. But yeah, we'll do it. Um, come. Yeah, thank you so much, Abby. Um, where thank can you. our lovely audience find you and learn more? So festivalofthegirl.com or uh, we're mostly on um, Instagram, and that's Festival of the Girl. So we're we're pretty easy to find. Just give us a Google, and and we're there. Fantastic. Thank you. It was thank lovely you so to talk much to you. for having me. Yeah, Loved it. Good luck for next year. Take care. Bye. Bye.